Brendan Foe Adventure Co. is an immaturely mature podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome back to Friend and Foe Adventure Co. I'm Riley. I am the bunker master, the BM, the god, the tiniest of ants, and everything in between god and tiny ant. Uh, but not dirt. I am not dirt. I, I'm slightly above that. And below it, because ants burrow. Anyways, a frivolous fact about Alaspis. Let's go... Oh, not Alaspis, actually. Let's go down. New Albion is a lot more technologically advanced and a little bit more posh. Like, in Alaspis, even the nicest places like Geohold and Everfalls before, their, like, upper class wasn't really, like, posh. They weren't really, like, we're fancy folk who don't enjoy the frivolities of poverty. You're uh, telling me Geohold is one of the fancier places. Exactly. See, that gives wow. you an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from Tarquin himself there, you know, like Everfalls is the second largest and I and I think Geohold is the biggest. So you guys, I started you guys off in the biggest place and the nicest. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say the nicest place, but but the biggest place. And there are districts in there. So some of them are a little bit nicer and whatnot. And so there is like slight classism maybe, but at the same time, uh, it's, it's not like in New Albion, which has a bunch of like uh, corporations that are working on technologies and... Uh, more steampunk style. I think I've said that before. We've talked about it being more steampunk, so a little bit more modern as far as that goes. Uh, but yeah, it also has, it's a lot more diverse in its culture as well in ways where you have very large cities, which are prob- which are like much, much larger and much, much nicer than Geoholder ever falls. But then there's also like small little podunk swamp counts. There you go. I'm Matt. Good boy. A frivolous fact about him is that he once was a reverse vampire, <laughs> which is where he wanted to give everybody his blood. Oh no, that is severely unsanitary. <laughs> Can't you literally die from that? Like, if you're not the same blood type and you transfuse to somebody else, isn't there like severe repercussions for that? Um, probably, yeah. <laughs> he didn't stick around long enough to find out. Yeah, no. Oh, man. You got you got hepatitis? Sounds like a skill issue, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to ask more questions because I have a hundred. Um, let's just, let's just move on. We're curious. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm Mercurius. Um, I'm Kyle. I play Mercurius. Um... And uh, my frivolous fact today is going to actually come from a listener question I got. I have to reiterate, reiterate, did I say this before? Mercurius has never actually scored with a robot, so he's a robo-virgin. You have said that before. I have. Okay, bad bad frivolous fact. Uh, shit, I got to find come a on, fresh one. Come on, do better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured since, uh, since somebody asked, maybe I'd never said that. Oh, shit. Okay. That was on the train arc. That was when during Never Have I Ever. Oh, never have I. Okay, so it wasn't a frivolous fact, but I did say it. You did say it, yeah. Okay. And that's not frivolous. That? Come on. No, it's totally frivolous. <laughs> it's okay, very important that we like, know whether you score. <laughs> if, he's, 
if he's a robo stud or if he's a robo incel, don't matter. <laughs> Man, I picked one and I, I I put all my eggs in one basket. What what are his feelings on eggs? On eggs? Uh, scrambled. He frivolously loves scrambled eggs. Okay. There you go. That's frivolous as hell. Hi, I'm Kimberly. I play Thaleon. A frivolous fact about Thaleon is that her favorite element to attack enemies with is shock. Do you know what it is about shock that she loves so much? How dramatic it is. The whole twitching of the body, seeing skeleton under the flesh. Sure. Hi, I'm Phil. I play Tarquin, and a frivolous. It's more of a, a new Albion frivolous fact. Um, but in New Albion, and therefore when Tarquin was little, they celebrate a thing called Cropmas, which is like Christmas but shit. And the mascot is Uncle Cropmas, and if you're bad, he shits down your chimney. Whoa. Okay, got to touch on that. Do you get gifts if you're good? Sort of, but they're not very good. It's like the shittest gifts possible. Like the motto of Cropmas is you get what you're given. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love it. So it's like you might get like a pencil sharpener or shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Um, and, you know, the worst or best, depending on how you look at it, uh, Cropmas present that Tarquin ever received uh, was a little model of a cowgirl on a horse. Her name is Jennifer. That is That is just lovely. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. And while we're on it, while we're on you, I guess we're not on it. But I cowgirl reminded me of your ex lover. Yes. Your, your dearly deceased lover. Hey, Tarquin, remember you your got, girlfriend? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. You're, uh, so Tarquin got a tattoo and it went slightly wrong in the placement, but it still looked good. And do you have any news related to that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I impulsively got that same tattoo in the same place. Because <laughs> I am fucking extra. Yeah, which is our first friend and foe tattoo. <laughs> and so now I'm trying to think, like, I've been trying to think of a good friend and foe tattoo for forever. And the only one I could come up, come up with was a lamp post on my face. <laughs> Wow, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Decided against it, but you know, it it was it was tempting. All right, before we go into the previously, we leveled up everybody. Woo woo! Because I totally forgot to level them up like two episodes ago or whatever. So they are now level six, and we will go over how much health they gained. And at level six, you also gain a new feat as well as a new skill. So we'll go over that. Now, and I will just go in the same order I just went for all of that. Matt gained three health. What new skill did you gain, Matt? So I think I'm just going to add another one to Taste of Blood. So now you'll get 2d4 damage reduction after a kill while in Rampage. Now uh, you get a class feat as well. So what class feat did you take? So then I'm going to do Totality of Brutality. So you gained Totality of Brutality, which adds 1d8 instead of 1d6 from Brutality to your melee damage. Congrats. All right, level six. Good job. Uh, let's go over to Kyle. Kyle gained four to his max health. And then what skill did you take? I took another tick of bubbles. How much does that increase Pancake's shields by? Seven. And shield recharge by five. Nice. So that's, sheesh, that's... 21, 21 for the bubble shield. That thing's getting tanky now. Yes, I want to protect my friends. Yeah. And then what skill feat did you gain? I took friendship. 
Adjacent allies take one less damage from melee. Aw, just like Deimos has. Yeah. Hey, oh my goodness. Twinners. Twinners. Kimmy, Phaleon gained four health. And then what skill did you take? I took another check in elementals. Even though I don't have a pencil, I'm just going to pretend that I'm going to remember that. And what does that do? It says unlock a new element for familiar. Oh, so what element did you unlock? You get to choose one of those three elements listed. Cryo. Nice. So you can freeze enemies. So first hit of cryo will slow them. And then second hit freezes them, which makes it so that they can't move at all. Okay. Very cool. What feat did you unlock? Super effective. It's instead of two times elemental effects, now it's three times. Oh, dang. So if you use shock against a shield, instead, if you were going to do six damage, it would normally do 12 damage to shields if it was shock. In this case, it'll do 18 damage. Dang, you are crazy. And then going back to the cryo thing, that's for Pigeon. So you're going to be infusing Pigeon with cryo now is, is your new ability. Woo. Yeah, you probably won't like it, but... It's like, this is cold. I move fast. Cold and fast are not good together. <laughs> yeah, think about the wind chill factor. <laughs> Tarquin gained six to his max health. And what skill did he gain? Uh, I gave another tick on strength of five gorillas. So that adds another three melee damage to myself and Gladys. And then what is your new feat? My new feat is finger guns, which for some reason, which I can't narratively work out, gives me plus two to interact checks. Finger, yeah, narratively, you're like, you're like, cha-chow, you know, like, hey, <laughs> hey, buddy, finger guns. Nice. It's how I type hey, now. How many gorillas is that? <laughs> is that like 10 gorillas all doing finger guns now? How many gorillas? Yeah, I suppose if I've got two checks on strength of five gorillas. But wait, are we saying that each check is worth five gorillas? Or once I've checked all three, I will have reached the strength of five gorillas? Am I at two thirds of five gorillas worth of strength? <laughs> no, I think one tick is five gorillas. Yeah, and then two ticks is now ten gorillas. And then you have finger guns, each gorilla having two finger guns, plus your own, plus Gladys's. That's 14 finger guns. Each with the strength of 10 gorillas behind it. <laughs> I, I am the finger king. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. Oh, no. It's a shame that Adrian Stormheart died before. Wait, no. <laughs> oh. Oh, Some no. say that's why she died. <laughs> nobody could see you up there behind the bar god damn <laughs> she was fine until i got there <laughs> dude no she was the love of my life damn it terrible okay uh let's start this thing yeah well you know what while we have while we're all here guys we have another badass supporter somebody who subscribed Ooh. and that Ooh. is Ray, who is Aramil, on our Discord. Oh, nice. So, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, buddy. Welcome. Look at that. We're so close. We're only like a couple of hundred grand away from getting benefits. (laughs) (laughs) No one can be friend and foe adventure co with benefits. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather be a friend with benefits or a foe with benefits? Ooh, Ooh. that's kind of spicy. 
or a company with benefits. <laughs> <laughs> well, a foe wouldn't be expected to be there for like, if you were moving or something, you don't have to bring your truck. If you were going through a hard time, a breakup, then you don't have to be supportive. You can just be like, oh, no, I'm out. That's true. Yeah. So foe is way easier. And plus, if like they were trying to kill you with their nefarious villainous schemes, you just fuck them instead. And that sort of eases all the tension. Yeah, <laughs> that's the benefits part. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could kill me with this giant laser or eyebrows. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So previously on Friend and Foe Adventure Co., some people came by and talked to me about where did this girl go? I don't know, but I know other things and I knew that and I knew that some people took her. Oh, now they're off to that Montpellier facility to take over. And, uh, you yeah. well, maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe that's not what they're doing. I don't know. All I know is that this drink right here is going to get down real slowly because I'm going to nurse it. Act to health. Do our shields recharge? Yeah, your shields are, should be full. Okay. Also, have I been, have I, am I supposed to be adding stuff to my initiative rolls? Yeah, your badass rank. And your speed? Yes. I think it's both. Doesn't According it show, doesn't it say that on the sheet? Yeah, I came across it when I was filling it out today. What is our badass rank? Are we all still one? Yeah, okay. Let's just rub it in my face that I failed to rank you guys up in badass because I forget to, okay? Hey, but it'll happen. Yours is three? Yeah, why is my badass rank three? Your badass rank should be one. It should be one. Why is that <laughs> happening? What the fuck? Whoops, I fixed it. I just thought I was cooler than you guys, I guess. <laughs> You're just more badass. Yeah, exactly. The sun is going down. The sky is darkening. You guys are watching the facility. I described the five buildings. It's essentially like a five on a die. Uh, but the outer four are connected by like a pipe. At the center is more of like kind of a fancy building. The lake is pretty sizable and around the edges are drills. Some of them are active, but as it gets into the evening, more people are actually coming out to them because they can drill more and lose less to the sunlight during that time. Yeah, you don't want to waste any water. They kill you on Arrakis for that. Are we approaching from the side that does not have a wall, so we have a view of the fancy building? Are we just going to beeline straight there? They're not connected by pipe or walls. It's a pipe that goes between those four. So like closest to you, there's like the lower left one, and then a pipe connects one to the one behind that. And then from that one, it goes to the one on the right. And then from that one, it goes down to the bottom one. And at that very bottom right building, there's also these large tanks to the side of the building, large cylindrical silo-esque type tanks. But then there's no pipe from that one that goes back to the lower left one. So it's almost like a horseshoe of pipes between those buildings. And no pipes go to the center building. All right. Well, my best guess is just to, uh, since we're closest to the lower left building, we could just stroll our way in there and see who we encounter and shoot them in the, in the head or face or chest. Or legs. I don't know. Anybody got a better idea? Well, presumably, <laughs> we our aim is to take over the, the facility, right? As in to use it for ourselves. So we don't want to destroy anything slash kill anyone 
integral to the running of the facility. Like, we need to keep the majors alive because they operate drills, right? Right. That makes sense. In rankings of magic, is a mage better than a siren? Oh, no, 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 no. Sirens are top. No, mages are stinky. They could be replaced. Polly, Geohold, because Geohold will be the one kind of taken over, right? They can definitely be replaced fairly easily. Okay. In New Albion, mages are kind of like scummy mercenaries for hire sort of thing. They'll easily ditch this job if they see someone more powerful. Phaleon, if you were to like put on a show, they might just switch allegiance to you easy peasy without a fight. They just gravitate where the power is and you're way more powerful than they are. You sucked us into a whole imaginary fucking village. <laughs> They're just that pushing a drill. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could try something. Maybe you could like make one of the buildings disappear. I don't, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> ooh, ooh, do the finger trick that I showed Good Boy in episode one. Or make it look like you're flying. Something that would really, you know, freak their minds. What are the mages doing again? Matthias had described some people wearing some like kind of techno style wizardry hats. And you don't really see any of them at the drills. You just see people standing there like manning the drills. That's it. I just want to like pull a Shrek too and like just like put on the outfits and just be like working hard or hardly working, eh, Mac? And just walk past them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're doing that. That's, that's good shit. Roll a search check. Okay, so I'm searching for an outfit. Um, so I rolled a nine. I'm going to roll to have pigeon search. Okay. A two. Oh, which brings it up to a seven. You're you're looking around and you're not seeing a whole lot. Best you can see is that there's like a group of workers, three workers that aren't paying attention very well. They're like kind of slackers, just manning one drill, but they're more like joking around with each other. All right, you guys, here's what I'm thinking. Stealth takedown, and we strip them and stuff them in a locker and take their uniforms. You had me at strip. <laughs> <laughs> Attaboy. I'm in. Let's do this as a badass roll, a two-part badass roll. So the first part, you're going to roll a badass die, and you'll add your sneak modifier. 17. 18. All right. Uh, 20. Oh! Well, technically, I got 23. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that totally matters because of what you guys are doing. That's a three plus two, so five. So you got 63. You absolutely crushed it. So yeah, you guys have snuck up real close. You're definitely going to be able to jump them. Let's roll. The next part of the badass dive is just going to be a regular badass, so no modifiers. 16 again. Mm, 15 for me. Three. Uh, I also got a three again. <laughs> oh, no. You know what I'm going to do, actually, instead? I'm just going to make that into individual things. Baileon and Good Boy, roll me a d20. Just whatever's flat. Whatever it comes up as. Four. Uh, seven. The four of you sneak right up to this drill. They haven't seen you or anything. You're walking up. You're getting ready to take them down. Mercurius and Tarquin are right behind their people. And then the other one, Good Boy and Phaleon are walking right towards. And as Phaleon gets right up to him, she goes, Working hard or hardly working, eh, Mac? What? 
intrude. And then Tarquin and Mercurius are able to put their two in headlocks, but the other one is still there. So you've knocked out two of the three. Um, I started stripping mine before I'd knocked him out. I was just too excited. <laughs> I thought that was the order we were doing it in, right, guys? No? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like in Fallout or Elder Scrolls when you pickpocket the clothes right off of them and they have no idea. He's like, what the hell? I'm like, um, uniform inspection? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's mandatory penis inspection day, buddy. <laughs> I don't make the rules. You regulations. I'm going to need those boxes. <laughs> okay. Then only one of them is knocked out, but one of them has his pants around his ankles and you can see his rack heart. They're like racks and hearts uh, boxes. <laughs> like the animal racks. There's there's the flying racks. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant spice racks. <laughs> I thought you meant boobs. Was the uniform inspection thing a legit thing? Yeah. You say the uniform inspection thing, roll me a talk check. I'm going to ask for some sort of bonus because they're going to hear that I have a new Albion accent, same as Bastion, and they're going to think that I'm with him. You are 100% right. (laughs) You get a plus two. Thank you. Uh, 17, because I have a minus for talk, but with the plus, yeah. Okay, 17. Uh, Am I just supposed to strip? Or do you have to undress me? Well, we can do it together. I mean, like, teamwork is the dream work, isn't it, buddy? I mean, the sooner we get this done, the sooner we can all just get back to our duties. But part of the uniform inspection is that I have to put it on to make sure that it fits, like, that it's all working correctly. Okay, all right. Hold on one second, I'm going to roll. He's he's a, he's a portly man. He's like, I think it'll look a little baggy on you, but okay. It's all right. I've got many belts and buckles and stuff to, to sort that out. He strips down and uh, hands you the uniform. Thanks. What do the uniforms look like? And these are like grunt worker. I'm just thinking like crappy, like just a gray boiler suit type thing. With the Montpellier logo on like embroidered on the the chest. Yeah. But because he's a portlier gentleman, I'm able to keep like my armor and stuff on. So I like fill it out a bit more. Oh, nice. All right. That's good reasoning. Dang, you are like on the reasoning train today. <laughs> I mean, with that, I was going to have you roll to see how well it fit. But with that reasoning, I'm just going to let it ride. It looks fairly OK on you. You know, like it, it's not perfect. It's still slightly baggy. And on occasional places, it like hits your uniform. So there's like a little bit of a jagged edge or your uh, your outfit, your armor. Um, what what is the terrain? It's all frozen, right? The water's frozen. Is it? No. Yeah, it's all frozen. Is there like snow and shit around? By where they are drilling, there are there is like some slushed ice, right? Like it's not quite snow, but the ice shavings from where the drill is going in. Ooh, ooh, you could scoop some of that up in a paper cup and then pour some low stat whiskey on it and you'd have like a nice little snow cone. Hey. Uh yeah, you have his uniform. And then the other guy says, why'd you knock out that guy, though? Oh, this guy's uniform was in violation of Code 473. Uh, Like, look at these. The buttons are all mismatched. His hat is like three centimeters too small. He's just, it was such an egregious offense. I had to knock him out so we could take him back to to corporate. HR is going to have to deal with this one. These are the penalties if you don't meet uniform regulations, okay? Oh, my gosh. I'm already rolling a talk check. Yeah, you guys are on fire, though, so get, I'm going to give you a plus one on that. Oh, my God. Well, I rolled a 19, and I've got two talks, so that would give me a 22. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 
He's he's definitely not up to code. Am I? Am I okay? Well, God, uh, why don't why don't you two check him out? Uh, get him stripped down. All right. He looks at the psycho and he's like, "Do you have to put on this uniform too to make sure it fits? Because it's definitely not going to fit that guy." I'm just going to say yes. Uh, all right. He strips and it's def. Are you who's putting it on? So I guess good boy said yes. Yeah, I'll put it on. It's very snug, but surprisingly fits decently. Like you're able to button or it's it's a zipper. Didn't you say it was like a jumpsuit? Is that what it was? Yeah, like a boiler suit thing. Okay. Is a boiler suit a jumpsuit? I imagine a boiler suit to be baggier than a jumpsuit. Okay, yeah. So you put on that, right? It's, it's like a onesie type thing. But for work, surprisingly, since it's a little bit baggier normally, it's tight on you. You can't quite button it up all the way. And the buttons that you do get are like open a gap, you know, between each button so you can see your stomach. And then it's also like floods. It goes halfway up your shin. Nice. Everything's coming up. Good boy. Uh, did I pass? Are you asking me? Whoever's in charge of this. (laughs) Can the boiler suits have those like ass hatches that babies pajamas have on? They 100% do because yeah, you're not going to strip off your whole entire boiler suit just to go to the bathroom. Come on. No, no. We don't want to waste valuable company time. Open exactly. So do we tell him, I'm sorry, buddy, afraid not, and then just like hit him in the face with the butt of a rifle? I think we have to now. Go for it. Do a melee attack. 11. Did I, did I pass? Uh, no, sorry. Your jumpsuit doesn't fit me, which means you failed. Well, that's not very... And then you hit him. You get, like, a weird angle where you hit his face and down to his, like, neck, and he collapses down onto the ground, but he's still conscious, and he's like, I, I'm i sorry, I'll grow. I don't know what to do about that. So, like, the scene from Fight Club where Ed Norton punches Brad Pitt in the ear? Yep, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Except he falls to the ground, and he's, like, still scared of you guys because he thinks yeah. you're from corporate. He's on the ground holding his ear. He's scared. Wait, did he have a hat? Oh, yeah. They definitely have hat. Can I take the hat and wear the hat? Yeah. I just head over there and I pop it off his head and then on my head. You see a bald spot, but it's not like at the crown of his head. It's to the side in a weird spot. What? Does it fit? But yeah, it actually fits Phalion really well. Okay. So it fits Phalion. It doesn't fit me. He also doesn't have another uniform for me, so that's a problem. And then I hit it. Roll a melee attack. It's a five. You hit him and you knock him out. I just like brush my hands of this situation. And then the one guy that Tarquin stripped. Wow, you guys at corporate are really hardcore. I'm, do I get my uniform back now? Uh, speaking out of turn. And then I hit him. <laughs> <laughs> I got a seven. You hit him. Get him on the head. Side of the head. He drops down to the ground. He grabs at his cheek where you hit him and is looking up at you and then is, tries to like pretend that he's he's knocked out. But you can tell that he's actually awake. I'm gonna, <laughs> okay, I'm going to kneel down and just whisper in his ear, are we going to have a problem here? He doesn't respond. Instead, he goes, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. And I gave him a little pat on the head. <laughs> Good boy. Yes. Oh, <laughs> no, it's got him. Good boy. <laughs> All right. So you guys have three suits and a hat. Who's wearing that third suit? I'm guessing Mercurius since he knocked them out. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have put his on. It was, what size was he? 
Was he my size? Oh, actually, yeah. That one fits the best out of the three. Oh, hell yeah. I get to be a dapper lad in my boiler suit. Weird that he looks exactly like you. Like a doppelganger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, I have a doppelganger? So what was what was the plan after this? Do we go to the fancy building and quote unquote save Matthias and his gang? I guess. Right. We need right. How are we going to take over? Is it a subdued leader kind of situation? And then, haha, the facility is ours. Is it a? I don't know. I'm saying. I mean, like, do we really need to save Matthias's group to take the facility? I don't think we do. Well, I mean, if it is a sort of capture the VIP situation, and we do neutralize him, and then it's ours anyway, then Matthias is saved. You know, regardless, it's easy game. Easy clap. Yeah, I suppose. Who's in charge? Ah, oh, some douche I know from school called Bastian Montpellier. He's a title ass. So are we talking about getting him? Would he even be here this late? Or do we have to wait till the morning shift? Oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. He's a corporate guy. He's probably playing golf. <laughs> probably not even here. That would make our job easier. What if we just like switch the signs then? So when he shows up tomorrow, he's like... <laughs> like <laughs> thought I own this place. <laughs> I guess I must be wrong. This is like with a Sharpie, right? Property of FFAC underneath all the logos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you could have your little claptrap do that as his little task. Yeah. And then we just like the most rudimentary, like change the locks so that his key <laughs> won't work. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to go sit at Bastion's desk and find his secret stash of fancy boy liquor and just put my feet up on his desk, boots and all and drink. Sounds like a plan. I open my task box. It says, can only be used once per day. Ah, shit. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a timer. It's 10. So you have two hours until you can use your task box. Well, maybe let's go inside. Now that we've got the uniforms, mostly, let's go inside the fancy building where I assume is like the offices and shit. No, I don't have to assume because I was here. I've been here. Yes, that's where they are. We're going to go there. No one will question us because we look like employees. And then at least we can scope out where Matthias's group are being held, whether Bastion is indeed still here, etc., etc. All right, I'm going like to start. I'm going to walk towards the fancy building. Lead the way. I'm going to follow. Oh, yeah, you're all moving that way. One of you doesn't have a suit. Does that matter to you guys? I'm just going to like kind of hide behind good boy. I'm just going to be like, but <laughs> it was, it's the shift change. So we can just say that she's coming on for her shift. Yeah, she left her uniform in the locker. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's just about to start and she hasn't got ready yet. Exactly. But she bought her hat just to show willing. I have the intent of getting dressed. Although, if that excuse does work, then none of us needed to knock out the guards and take their <laughs> uniforms because we could all just be like, hey, we're here for the new shift. We're just about to start. Well, yeah, but it was still fun. That's true. <laughs> So you guys get up to the fancier building. As you actually get closer, there is a post, like an entrance. Tarquin had to go through it earlier when he came, remember? And there was the person that guided you there. So you come up to that and there is a man at that post. Hey, bud, we're here. We're just here to clock in for the next shift, eh? Where's your uniform, missy? Oh, me? <laughs> I guess I'm the only girl here. Yeah, I wasn't talking to this big fella, though his uniform is looking not so great. Yeah, they don't make him in uh, his particular proportions. It's a good point. Someone should take that up with corporate. 
I was going to get changed after I clocked in. See my hat? I work here. You're supposed to come to work wearing your uniform. Yeah, but I left it in the locker last night, so problem. You know how the boss feels about stealing uniform? We were just we were just honoring that. I mean, we live here for like months and then we'll go back home and we get a little time off. That's that's not how this works. We pretty much live on the clock. You're just supposed to come here dressed in uniform. Well, I'm going to get dressed. You're making it longer for me to get dressed. Roll a talk check. 14. All right. But uh, if anyone sees you in there and asks you about it, tell them you you just snuck in past me. Because you remember, next time, I'm, I don't want to write you up, but next time, I can't write you up anyways, because really, I'm just like a doorman for this. But next time. Okay. What's your name? Dorothy. Dorothy the doorman. Got it. Yeah. Thanks. I, I'll do that. I'll get dressed. Okay. See you later. Okay, bye. Okay. Let's see your guys' badges. Oh, shit. What does this room look like? This is like just a front gate type of thing. So could like Pigeon distract him and then I trip him? Like would he get knocked out? Sure. Yeah. Does that sound like a plan? Can I just tell him I'm a supervisor? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to do first. Go for it. Okay. I'm a supervisor. These, uh, I'm walking all these people in. They left their badges inside. Okay, roll a talk check. Wait, do we have pockets? Do we have any badges in our pockets? I suppose we should have Wait, aren't checked. they on our just... Yeah. While you say that, you literally check and, like, you feel a card in your pocket. In the pocket of the boiler suit. So, I, I oh, hey, so I, I didn't realize. I didn't even need the supervisor. Here's mine. I'm totally a regular dude. Yeah, and it's just a card that has, like, your name. There's no picture or anything. So he, he's like, all right, you're good. Uh, you're a supervisor, though? Go ahead and roll that talk check. You still okay. have to roll it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, got a, I got a six minus two. Or sorry, minus four. So Ooh. two. Shouldn't I have pretended to be the supervisor? I'm the only one not wearing the uniform. <laughs> yeah, probably. Shit. This is why we're the B team, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's what we're I meant. We're not the B team. We're not. I meant she's the supervisor. He squints his eyes at you. Yeah, I'm the supervisor. My supervisor uniform is in my locker. Roll talk check. Eight. Something's not adding up with you three. This guy has his ID. He's good. Hey, I've got my ID card too. That's me, Jeremy Smithson. Roll a talk check. Just your, just your good old buddy, Jeremy. Oh, that's a critical fail, actually, there. Jeremy Smithson? My brother? Jeez, I must have... At the end of last shift, I must have picked up his boiler suit by accident. You know how all these things happen, eh, bud? Let me call him on my Echo Stone. And he goes over to the little booth right there. Hey, listen, bro. Like, we... I'm going to be honest with you. We all went out drinking last night, and we got absolutely shmammered, Okay. It was a crazy night. He's probably not even going to remember. Go ahead and roll check. <laughs> My talk is 16. He's like, okay, uh, well, I still got to try because that's, I'm not buying this guy's story. He slides open the door to the booth, goes in, picks up this Echo Stone, taps I at it. I throw a grenade into the booth. There you go. It didn't have to oh be like gosh. that, buddy. It didn't have to go down <laughs> like this. You chose this. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Error. I don't have any. <laughs> oh. 
I just pull it. I was like, right, you, you, you asked for it, Mr. Smithson. And I'm just like, I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong part of my sheet. Can I just like jam the door closed or something? Yeah, you can. <laughs> okay. So he's calling it, calling the person up and then you're going to go and you're going to try and jam the door. Uh, roll an interact check. Ooh, nice. That's 18 plus two. How do you jam the, jo- the door? It's a sliding door. Tarquin doesn't have any grenades because I took it and jammed it in the door, like under the handle somehow, so he can't move it down. Well, I, I think it's just like, there's kind of like the space between the door and the wall where it would slide and it's like jammed right behind or right in that gap. So when he tries to like pull it, it won't go. He jammed it right in the door crease. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He actually doesn't even notice that you did that. He's tapped on his echo stone and then you hear. Hello. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, how's, uh, how's it at the front booth? Those corporate guys get up there. Uh, Corporate guys. No, there's no corporate guys. There's three people in a suit and one not. What are you talking about? Yeah, they came and they did a suit inspection and they they took our suits and knocked out Carl and Barley. Uh, they didn't mention that. Are you sure that they're from corporate? Can I? Is it too late to pull the pin on the grenade? <laughs> no. Okay. I want to do that then. Okay. You can just pull it. Yeah. Okay. What type of grenades does, does Phil have? Uh, talk splash. Why don't you go ahead and just roll it, Phil, since it's your grenade. I feel like this would be an opportune time to take a step back. I only got two, unfortunately. Nah, we're fine. I'm just going to do a little luck roll and see what it comes up as. Good boy, you pull the pin. It explodes. It deals two damage to him. Fire, explosion. It's a Torg grenade. It's pretty powerful. The little guard shack, the little post outpost there, falls and collapses on him. Uh, he's still alive, but there's rubble on top of him. I don't think you're from corporate or you work here. And then he passes out. Welcome to somewhere in the middle of the episode. (laughs) Where we like to do some adverts. Have you ever needed to write something on some paper? Well, here's a fucking pencil. It does everything a pen can do. But you can rub it out. Crazy. So you can make as many mistakes as you like and not be bound by those mistakes. If you'd like to buy one of these pencils, call 0800 Pencil today. Welcome to Somewhere in the Middle of the Episode, where we do ads and promo swaps and whatnot and who's it's. So real quick, just want to say thank you for listening this far. Bunkers and Badasses is made by Nerdvana Games. So go to their website, check it out. You can probably still get a deluxe edition that comes with miniatures, a board, a dry erase map, standees, and all sorts of fun things in it. So go to nerdvanagames.com, check it out. You can support us directly on Coffee. There'll be a link in the episode description in the link tree at the very least. Huge shout out to Kyle, who does our music, as well as Shar13XIII. They also do a lot of our music, and we are so grateful to them because it is amazing. I love being able to put original music into the show. All right, that's it. There might be an ad after this and some promo swaps from other shows. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Five Gyms in a Trench Coat. Excuse me? Yeah? What's that? 
You want to know what five gems in a trench coat is? Let us tell you. It's the adhesive that keeps the fragile pieces of my sanity together. Well, okay, Jesse, what it actually is, is a narrative-driven TTRPG actual play where five friends take turns weaving stories through the tabletop game of their choice. Of their choice? Each season? Each season. That's pretty cool. I disagree. Oh. I feel it's the adhesive. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you guys aren't all in a trench coat? No, we're definitely in a trench coat. How, How does that work? Before I'm caught, you can check out Five Games in a Trenchcoat just about anywhere you get your podcasts, or you can check out our website at fivegamesinatrenchcoat.com. Oh my god, they really are all in a trench coat. All right, middle of the episode, let's do a little Q&A here. We got a listener question from Aramil on our Discord, and he asked to the players, how did you come up with your Vault Hunter, the reason why you went that way in the first place? Does anyone want to start? Want to roll for it? <laughs> yeah, let's roll for it. Let's roll for it. Oh, shit. I got a three. I got a nut 20. <laughs> <laughs> I got 13. Got a 15. Okay, but is high going first or is low going first? I mean, initiative. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, uh, which, uh, which way are we going here? I feel like, you know, you get more time if you rolled better, right? Like you're a, uh, you decide, Mercurius, you got the nat 20. Kyle, sure, you got the, the nat 20. Do you want to go, go first or last? I'll go first. So right around the time that we started, we decided we were going to do this um, actual play thing. I was, and still am, but I was just getting into Gunpla back then. So mechs were like my thing. They still are. I love big robots. Big robot go whoosh. Amazing. So I wanted to be a mechromancer, but then I heard that Phil was going to be a mechromancer. But then Riley came up with the mech pilot, which was perfect because Borderlands 3 gunner class. And then I started playing that and I was like, Iron Bear is fucking awesome. I love this thing. So I'm basically a gunner from Borderlands 3. Then I just kind of, I, I, this is my first TTRPG I guess technically second, I played a little bit of D&D with Nick right before we started recording. So I just made my character basically me, you know, (laughs) like most of the stuff about him is just me. I kind of I tried to steer away from that a little bit when, you know, coming up with his backstory and stuff. But as far as temperament and everything, he's just it's just self-insert, self-insert guy. Hey, first character, let's go. Yeah, you're a good character. So it works. Hey, thanks, man. I could be in a TTRPG, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I I really liked that. I liked coming up with your class. And I knew because, you know, I knew you to that extent of like, you like mechs. You're, you like your uh, Gundam, right? So yeah, I had told you, I think it was like maybe only a couple of days or something that I was like, you both can be mechromancers. That's fine. You'll both use it different ways. You'll level up differently. Of course, that's fine. And then it was, I don't think I even told you until I like had made up the character and sent it to you. Yeah. Once you sent the, the class over, I was like, this is perfect. Because, you know, mech, mech pilot is a little more in line. Mechromancer was just kind of a stand-in for like, oh yeah, robots, you know? Yeah. But being a mech pilot, that's like 100% exactly where I want to be. Do you think there's been like a defining moment for you and Mercurius where you like feel like you clicked with playing the character? I know that it's uh-huh. you. Yeah. Um, I was pretty disconnected from it that first episode we recorded. I can't think of like a defining moment that really like settled me into playing Mercurius. Yeah, shoot. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. 
it's a tricky question. If you think of something, we you can come back to it. I yeah, that would have been a good one to maybe prep more for. But <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, there's um, the big moments like uh, the ice siren fighting the ice siren, and oh yeah, like uh, trying to make advances toward what was her name, uh, the 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 kiwi lady. Um, oh, she was in the bar, wasn't she? Behind the camera. Yeah, the yeah, half orc not- ice lady, the ice disciple, uh, Elena. Elena, yeah, yeah. When I was when I was trying to mac on Elena and juggle the fight and everything, that that or Quiet Quinn, Quiet Quinn was kind of a good session to really get into Mercurius shoes. While you were talking about Elena, I literally jumped back to Quiet Quinn and thought, <laughs> I feel like that was one of the first times for you where, like, you had a lot of really good moments before that, but that fight. You had that whole conflict of like, well, I'm flirting with this robot, but I'm also attacking and it's attacking us. And like, I feel like Mercurius got really developed there. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It's got to be those those moments when he's trying to juggle lo- uh, loving and fighting. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stop right there because I don't want this to be like a 20 minute long thing. So we recorded the other three talking about their characters and we'll break them up in a character Per episode, so you'll have the answers to look forward. So next time is Matt with Good Boy. Woo-hoo-hoo. So, so we can get through now that the shack is down, right? There isn't like like a turnstile or something that we have to go through. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally one of those pole arms that goes up and down. What's that called, Bill? I think it's just a barrier, right? And like a train, you know, they have them at train stops or whatever. To stop cars from going. Level crossing. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. There you go. So, so the, the three of us duck under it, and then Good Boy walks straight through it and breaks it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still there, and we duck under it. But like the fence either side has been knocked down by the grenades. <laughs> <laughs> There's not even a fence around it. <laughs> so what's the point of it? <laughs> you tell me. They just they. they couldn't discriminate against Dorothy like they needed to give him something to do he like failed every interview and every exam they're just like oh god (laughs) he's the boss's nephew Uh, you know how it is with nepotism yeah so you guys walk in you get into the building there's the front door you're in this entryway there's a room to the left there's a brass plate on the door that says executive lounge and then straight in front of you Tarquin, you know that that is where the office of Bastien Montpellier is. Hey guys, that's Bastien's office. More like bastard. <laughs> You've not even met him. <laughs> no, hey, you don't like him, and I'm with you, brother. Let's let's go. Let's get his ass. Behind you, through the door, you can hear people yelling, "What happened? Dorothy's down. Dorothy's down. Are you okay, Dorothy? Get this rubble off him." I heard an explosion. I've just had another thought. What's your thought? Right, so you know how we didn't technically need the guards' uniforms? I was the one that negotiated the deal with Bastion, so I could probably walk in there just as regular Tarquin and be fine. (laughs) Literally thinking that this entire time of like, why don't you guys just be back on behalf of Randy? I'm going to take the boiler suit off now. (laughs) And then I'm just going to walk through the office door. Yeah, you go up to the office door. You try to open it, but it's locked. I'm going to knock on it. You wait. You don't 
hear anything, no reaction. Um, good boy, you could probably force the door, couldn't you? Yeah, probably. I step aside. I guess I'm going to kick the door. Okay, good boy, strength interact. Wait, is, isn't no one in there? No one's in there. Isn't no one in there? <laughs> I think you mean aren't no what? Aren't nobody in there? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's been a second since I've spoken. <laughs> How do you say that? Is nobody in there? Yeah. Isn't? Is, wait. That is a weird Nobody's thing. in there. Is there? <laughs> is. Nobody's in there, right? There you go. We got there. I'm out. I'm out. I can't do this anymore. Aren't, aren't in there? Nobody is. This is 100% the blooper at the end of the. <laughs> this is end credits right here. Oh, no. Please don't. Oh, embarrassing. Did you roll that? Did you roll that strength interact check? Got a 15. Describe how you kick down the door. You're successful. I take a, a run at it. I hit it with my knee. I do like a flying knee. Oh, man. And that's totally a wrestling move, which you gain bonuses on anyways. <laughs> yeah. So this thing is super duper successful. You go through that. What do you want? Do you want the door to shatter or do you want it to like just come off of the hinges and you like land on it surf style? Uh, I think the second one. So you run at it, you jump, you do the flying knee and it just completely comes off the hinges. And then you like kick it in front of you and land on it and you slide inside. And I'm going to say that you rank up your badass rank. Ooh. So you are now badass rank number dos. God damn, did good boy just kick flip a door? So quick note, badass ranks are generally kept around half of the player's levels, but I always forget to add them. So, uh, you know, you might gain badass ranks here somewhat rapidly, but then later it'll slow back down. Oopsie, oopsie poopsie. <laughs> You're in Bastion's office. You look around. There's a nice desk. You can see a decanter, a nice fancy looking decanter, two glasses there. Oh, that's exactly what I was looking for. And then there's like, what kind of decorations do you think Bastion would have, Tarquin, based on your knowledge of him? Well, I mean, bearing in mind the last time I saw him before our initial water-based negotiation was at high school. So, like... Titty posters. <laughs> <laughs> but I doubt he's going to have those in his office. I think just like the most bland. It's all like black and white. Except he's got, you know, like in the Alien movies, one of those birds that just... <laughs> perpetual motion bird thing. It's got one of them. Oh, and lots of wanky quotes. Yeah, like the hang in there and, you know, tomorrow's business is today's wank i don't know something <laughs> <laughs> british quotes are so much different than american ones <laughs> uh literally that's i just couldn't think of what to say it's you know as a philosophy it kind of works a wank in the bank is worth two in the spank bank bank. It's, two, it's worth two in the bush <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no maybe not even it just is in block capitals business exclamation point <laughs> 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 with a picture of, like, some dude with a mustache doing the point. Business! It's that Uncle Sam poster. We want you for business. <laughs> yeah. But instead of Uncle Sam, it's Lucas Montpellier, who is the, yes. the father, the owner of the company. Roll an insight, Tarquin. Uh, 21. 
Yeah, so you come into this office, you see the decorations, and it is super duper functional. Like it is, it's very professional looking. There's no posters like you would have expected. There's no dipping bird, right? The perpetual motion bird. All of that stuff you just described that you would think would be in an office that your old friend Bastion would, you know, that that's not there. None of those are there. I'm going to point that out and just be like, hey, you know, I mean, like, I know he went back on all our plans to tank the businesses and stuff, but this is really bland, even for him. It, like, strikes you as, like, really, really odd that, like, somebody could change that much. Guys, it strikes me as really odd that someone could have changed, like, that much. Hmm. What an astute observation. I know, right? Is it, is, I take there's no one in there? Like, what, there's nothing? Yeah, there's no one in there. That's what I tried to say. <laughs> Good boy. Can, on the way out, can you just, like, pick the door up and sort of just wedge it back in? <laughs> yeah, of course. You hear Polly come up on the Echo Zone. Hey, like, we're taking over that place, right? You're not, like, leaving it in, like, shambles, right? No. Oh, no, dude, dude, we haven't destroyed, like, hardly anything. Don't worry about it. We are professionals. We're the A-team. Well, that's not what Amir said. Okay, bye. (laughs) That fucker. (laughs) I'm going to pour myself a glass from his decanter. Okay, so what were the other doors? Executive lounge. There's a bathroom door inside the office, but it's open, and you can see that is definitely, like, a nice bathroom, one of the nicest bathrooms you've ever seen in all of Alaspis. But it's like a it's an it's a decent bathroom according to New Albion standards. Right? Does anyone need to go before we do the rest of the quest? Because this is going to be a treat of a trip. No, no, we're all good. Well, I just started drinking, so it's going to be a while before I, you know. Okay, executive lounge then. I reckon, guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so you are actually drinking, right, Mercurius? Yeah, I have a, I have his glass full of whatever was in the decanter. I'm assuming brandy, something fancy. You drink this, and it does look like brandy. Looks like really nice brandy, but when you taste it... Actually, roll me an insight. Okay, insight coming up. Uh, it's going to be a natural nine, which is a plus two for me, 11. You can tell that it tastes off, and you're not exactly sure what it is but like maybe a slight like there's like a weird metallic taste that kind of sits on your tongue afterwards oh no everyone's getting poisoned is everyone drinking getting poisoned it's just me that's what's happened to bastion did he die oh my goodness oh i was gonna say what sort of poison turns you into a dick (laughs) (laughs) but maybe he is dead Maybe. Problem solved. Mercurius, are you okay? I think so. As a as a high-functioning alcoholic, I am going to probably continue drinking this weird metallic brandy. <laughs> yeah. You keep drinking it, and you don't feel sick at all. It just is a weird taste to you. Hmm. I'm detecting notes of aluminum? Maybe it was aged in a barrel, the, uh, like a metal barrel instead of a wooden barrel. Yeah, yeah, that's a... You're probably right. It's probably, it's probably fine. Okay, so executive lounge? Yeah. So you leave Bastion's office, you go to the executive lounge, and there is a like a key card slot before you can go in. I try putting Jeremy Smithson's ID card in the thing. He, that is a name that just screams executive, right? Oh, god damn it, Jeremy. You are literally trash. Let me try mine. Who are you? Who's your card? I mean, I know who you uh, are. Okay. I'm Mercurius. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I am. Did we say my guy's name before? I don't think we did, did we? 
I am Michael Bach. I swipe my card. What is the nature of the door? Is this good boy smashable? Uh, roll a search check, kind of to investigate what it is. That would be an 18. Door is very solid looking. It's metal. It looks nice. Very sturdy. Looks like you would have a problem hitting this door down. It's it's way nicer than like the plywood walls that are around it and stuff. Question. Yeah. Is this particular metal vulnerable to corrosive damage? Oh, shit. All metal is. <laughs> yes. Okay. I have a solution. I will whip out my rifle, which I have nicknamed Diplomacy, and I'll just pop it a couple of times and see what kind of damage that does. First of all, though, can, I think Phaleon should knock on the door and then say, isn't nobody there? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, come on. It's a mistake. She's been roasted enough. <laughs> It's canon now. It's part of her character. <laughs> now it can't be a blooper because it, we did a callback. Oh, no. All right, we knock him. We knock him before I knock with my gun. No, let's not. Let's keep it for the blooper. Let's, yeah. <laughs> All right, I fire upon the door. Accuracy of seven. Going to put me in the two, 2d6 with plus one damage. Five, six damage. So 12 damage because it's doubled. hey You shoot at the door, hit it in that 10 ring. Where are you aiming at on, on the door? Uh, I think I would like to do just a nice little three-round burst in a triangle pattern to make the widest possible opening for us to climb through. Okay. So like pretty center there? Yeah, center mass. Roll me, just roll me a d20. We're just going to do a luck thing. Okay. D20 for luck is a 16. Okay. Yeah, that's lucky. You shoot your corrosive combat rifle, a.k.a. diplomacy. It hits center. You manage to spread the bullets out wide enough that the corrosion just starts out as a hole and then starts to erode, erode. The top one gets up to where the nameplate is, that brass fancy nameplate, and it drops to the ground because it like erodes behind it. And then the other holes below, they're spreading and they end up meeting in the middle. And then like they're circular. So there's like a center piece of metal that just falls once they meet uh but the hole is definitely big enough for you to like crouch just a little bit and go through you have to lift your feet just a little bit higher to get in but yeah totally clear uh but you immediately hear who goes there what are you doing this is the executive lounge you hear from within well i'm making an executive decision to enter this lounge well i'm making an executive decision to pound your ass (laughs) but not like in a sexual way and it would be fine if it was consensual. You know, like I wouldn't just you're going to die. I'm going to kill you. I was going to ask you how many robot parts you have, but now you're going to kill me. So I think ass pounding is out of the question, sir. Well, why don't you come on in here and fight me then? <laughs> Does that mean you're just going to open the door and let us in? There's a giant hole. What? You can't get through that hole? Yeah. OK. Is he like sitting on a couch while he's yelling this? Like. What is he doing? So you guys come in and you see this very ripped, just super duper muscular. So he's wearing this like very earthy looking brown, nice suit, three piece suit. And it fits him really nice, like way better than you would think with all those muscles. Hey, nice suit. Does it come in men's? He laughs. He says, (laughs) oh, I thought all you Alaspians were... We're all proper and, uh, you know, treat everybody equally because you think they're bad. You're all equal. No, 
you get it. You get that some people are more fit for positions of power. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, man. Ugh. And he will roll for sexism. No, wait, he doesn't have a curse. Can I send Pigeon just to, like, bug him and, like, poke at him? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not an attack. It's just like... It's not an attack. It's just like, I don't... We don't like what he's saying. Just a quick fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead. Roll and interact. 11. Pigeon goes up and is pecking at him. Says, oh, okay. Yeah, little birdie. Birdie doesn't like when there's a big, strong man around, huh? Do we, like, know who this dude... Do I know who this dude is? Do Like, we, we don't know who he is. I don't think you would... No, you wouldn't know who he is. No. Okay. He says, oh, how rude of me to not introduce myself. I'm Tank Blossom. <laughs> that's not That's not funny. We're not sexist in Alaspis. And who are you? Pleased to meet you. I'm... Who did I say I was? I'm Michael Hawk. He stands up from the couch and walks over to shake your hand. Oh, boy. He's a big fella. He's going to... He's going to chuck me into the opposite wall of this place. I'm going to disguise my voice so he doesn't realize that I'm from New Albion. Well, hi there. I'm Jeremy Smithson. (laughs) I've just been working this water facility, you know, just day in, day out. I'm just making the most of my God-given right to work here. Freedom! (sighs) You're definitely an Alaspian. I am not going to shake your hand. Well, that's fine. He's walked about halfway to you guys, and then he stopped, holding his hand out towards Mercurius. Hand extended for a, for a handshake? Yep. Don't do it. Wait, but he's he's going to shake Mercurius's hand when we sound exactly the same. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should I do it? Uh, should I shake his hand? You said don't shake his hand. I casually approach the tank blossom man. I grasp his hand, and I say, you realize this is a hostile takeover, right? So he shakes your hand, very, very tight grip, and is just pulling it harder and harder. You take six points of damage. Okay. That's more damage than that grenade did on the door. This guy's got grenade hands. Good luck. And then throws you. I knew he was going to throw me through a wall. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) I knew it. So he does throw you, but it's not its not that powerful or anything. Wait, can, can good boy catch me like in a princess carry? Okay, yes. I won't even make you roll for that. He throws you towards the rest of the party, towards good boy, and good boy catches you in a princess carry. Hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Along with this guy's suit, I forgot to mention, he has this big silly hat. It looks very steampunk technology pipes on it there's wires there's circuitry on there i'm gonna like look out y'all he's one of them mages he's like a muscle wizard wizard mage come on i'm a motherfucking earth sorcerer and then he pumps his muscles and then chunks of earth rise up around him and it's just like god damn this guy's cool (laughs) i mean aside from the whole like sexism and, and being a bastard thing Thanks so much for listening to Friend and Foe Adventure Co. It means so much that y'all would listen. If you're enjoying the show, please share us on social media, word of mouth, write a review on your podcasting app of choice, rate review, all that fun stuff. Of course, you can support us on our coffee, Ko-Fi, Ko-Fi, however you want to say it, or on Spotify. Spotify has a way to like subscribe and donate money. So thank you, everybody. 
who is doing that and has done that. Next episode should come out October 10th. I'll keep it short. There you go, badasses. Remember, the future belongs to badasses who believe in the beauty of their dreams. There's a room to the left. It's got a brass nameplate on it that says break room. Or wait, no. There's a brass plate on the door that says uh, it's on the this brass plate that I've mentioned several times. Uh, that'll definitely get edited out. <laughs> it's getting its money's worth right now. Yeah. Are we sponsored by brass plates this week? <laughs> so go to brassplates.com and get your brass plate with promo code FRIENDINFUCK. 20% off a pencil. <laughs>